to uh, the Footy Lads Fantasy League and Betting Chat. Welcome to week four of our podcast. We've been gaining momentum this week. Uh, the team that we put on um, our social media uh, side of things and my team as well, every single player either got a goal, an assist or a clean sheet. You know, and that's including Kieran Trippier and Jordan Pickford, who was one of uh, who got an assist at the weekend. We also we know what we're doing, don't we? We've been doing this for a few weeks now. Um, Rodrigo, who we tipped early on in the season, continues to impress. Uh, one of our differentials last week, Danny Welbeck, got an assist. Um, one of the uh, players that the, the official scout uh, told you to get last week was Cancelo. He got the zero. We told you to get uh, Pascal Gross at Brighton, and he scored. Uh, the official scout also picked out Ben Mee and Mason Mount, who did nothing. So if we're having a scout off, we absolutely wiped the floor with them that week. How did you get on last week, James? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Just you forgot to mention Sam Maximum now. Uh, you've tipped him a few of the last few weeks. As a... absolutely, I forgot about him. But unfortunately, I'd actually taken him out of my team. But I did put him in for Martinelli, so he got a clean sheet uh, and a, an attacking return as well. But we're on fire at the minute, aren't we? Yeah, I think he did. He get all three assists, didn't he? Ten maximum. But he's got to be. I didn't check the bonus points. Yeah, he didn't get the bonus points though. Um, I can't remember if he went to, but the he didn't. Definitely didn't get the bonus points. Not the three anyway. But cracking starts, isn't it? Not bad, yeah. Okay. Um, what we starting with? Um, assessing the games that have, that have previously happened in uh, last week's. Um, yeah, we might as well just start off with the early kickoff: Spurs, Wolves. Spurs Wolves, right? Well, we uh, we thought um, that uh, our Wolves correspondent was telling us that uh, they made all these signings and they were going to um, they were going to have a, a good game week. Um, in the end, again, didn't really contribute much at all, did they? Um, didn't contribute anything going forward again, and didn't look like scoring again. And Wolves, um, Tottenham, probably on the grand scheme of things, deserved winners. Do you agree? Yeah, the Wolves, same old story for Wolves. They played well the first half, uh, dominate the game in spells, but that was never the problem that they've been doing that the last few seasons. They desperately need a striker, someone with a bit of clinical edge, and they just haven't got it. Uh, we also did tip up Spurs uh, to win to nil last week uh, as one of their bankers. I've won at 6-4. Um, yeah, on the, on the flip side, I am a little bit worried about Spurs for title challenges I mean they, they got dominated most of the first half against Wolves and the midfield got overrun against Chelsea they're going to start losing games if they continue to perform like that yeah the only uh, player that the scout the official scout tipped as a differential that actually got anything was Damari Gray in a 1-1 draw at Forest um, Henderson made some big saves but so did Pickford so is that kind of a good result one apiece fair result yeah, it's a fair result. I mean, it's still a bad result for Everton. We've mentioned every episode that we think they're going to struggle, not seeing anything. Otherwise, it's a good start from Forest. They've got, what, four points now, have they? Yeah, but Everton, the same story as Wolves, really. Yeah, they desperately need a striker. I know uh, Rondon started up front, but he's not, he's not going to be the answer. How long is Calvin for? Still a couple more weeks, isn't he? He's nowhere near uh, getting near the first team, I don't think. Um, so that is an issue they've, they've been linked with a couple of strikers this week but still nothing going really fast so it's 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 difficult especially if Anthony Gordon leaves because Chelsea look persistent what do you think of that? I, I, 
I don't think he'll go now. Um, I, th I think they'll have to. They're going to have to stop selling players at some point, and I think they've they've kind of turned their attention to signing another defender, Chelsea. Yeah, I, I think Gordon will stay one more year. Kind of one of the shot results of the of the weekend was Southampton going away at Leicester uh, and winning. Um, che Adams, he was linked with Wolves for a little bit, and I remember you saying that you wouldn't touch him, but a couple of goals for him. Um, was that a surprise that victory, or are Leicester in a bit of trouble? I don't think it was a surprise. We we said that we think they're both poor teams. That didn't change at the weekend. Didn't think it was a great game. Jay Adams, yeah. I mean, I just don't think he was the answer to Wolves. He's going to. He'll be lucky to get ten goals a season, money. And I think if you're Wolves, you're looking for a fifteen goal a season man to get him to top six. Whereas Jay Adams playing for Southampton, they'll be happy if they come seventeenth and in getting eight goals. One of the definitely the game of the Saturday matches was at Craven Cottage, where Fulham beat Brentford after they put four past Manchester United. It's, it's a strange old start for Brentford, but it's a really good one for Fulham, isn't it? Yeah, another prediction we got by last week. We said there would be loads of goals. Uh, I think both teams' score was the banker, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Last yeah. Year. Um, we actually tipped up 2-2, didn't we? And Mitrovic got that last-minute winner to deny us, uh, deny the listeners that result. But yeah, it was, it was a great game of football, as expected. I mean, Tony... I stuck Tony in this week and unfortunately he had he got his goal but he had two one really tight call disallowed goal that he did have two goals disallowed so he could have been a lot better yeah there's nothing to worry about with Brentford there I mean it was just a good game good victory when I, I actually saw something interesting on Ivan Tony uh, today he's actually 14 to 1 to make the England squad for the World Cup do you think that's good value? Well, it's a market I haven't really looked at um, off the top of my head out and out strikers I know we've got Harry Kane but who else have we got who I know I'm, I'm not, I haven't been following him this season but I'm sure uh, Tammy Abraham's probably fav to go behind him um, besides that I mean Ollie Watkins isn't performing at the minute I know he got a goal at the weekend you know, Calvert-Lewin's had appearances he's out injured um, so well, he, he's certainly I mean if you say he's 14 to 1 like, that looks uh, a cracking bet doesn't it yeah that's all uh, that today looks like good value um, another side who a good value for a victory at the weekend, even though they did go behind, um, was Aston um, was Crystal Palace who went behind to Aston Villa. It was basically the Zaha and Eze show. Did you catch much of that game? I didn't see much of it at all. Now um, Palace are really good at home. I think I think they only lost two games all season last last year. Yeah, but it, the pressure starting to mount on mount on Gerard. We mentioned it a few weeks ago. He got that victory against Everton relieved him for a few weeks but looking at the fixtures now I think they've got West Ham Arsenal City the next three games like I know West Ham haven't been great but they could easily go another three games with zero points or one point and then what do they do with Gerard if that is the case I know they've got a tricky Carabao Cup tie midweek as well against Bolton and Gerard's come out and said they're going to play a, a strong team is that do you reckon that's so they can just get a win and, and get used to winning again yeah, it'd be a big confidence builder against a weak League One team, so I can see it being seven or eight. <laughs> I am a Bolton fan, hence the, hence the Saka reply there. One team that, you know, it could have been seven or eight at one point. Arsenal won 3 0 on Saturday, but could have scored more. Um, 
the only surprise really there was no goal for Gabriel Jesus in that one 3-0 Odegaard started really uh, really well this season as well yeah the, it was a solid performance more professional look again, uh, with the result as well I mean you get Liverpool City over the last few years they do get two or three in front and then it's like they do conserve energy because um, it's a long season and it, it did look more of a professional performance which I think they was missing at times last year and certainly the second half, um, the open day of the season, it was at, was at Palace, was it? Uh, 1-1-0 one, away. Or 2-0 mm. in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah. It, it didn't, they didn't perform very well second half. It's mm. something that they need to do is see our games. And, um, yeah, they're very good first half. I mean, Bournemouth, two tests, lie, lie ahead. We've had City and Arsenal the last two weeks. Can't really take much out of the performances there. But Arsenal t- title challenges? Potentially the only team that have won uh, that have got 100% so far. I know we're only three games in, but they've got um, they've got a couple of nice games coming up as well. Um, so yeah, I think if we if we can get into into September up until you know maybe when the World Cup kicks around and they're still in the mix, you never know, do you? Um, right, um, Brighton away at uh, the London Stadium, winning. I know you've said a couple of times how much uh, you rate Graham Potter. That was another Potter masterclass, wasn't it? Yeah, you look at the results and you think immediately a slight surprise, but then when you delve into it, it's not really, is it? Um, They always overperform, they lose the best players, and then the players they bring in look even better. Is that... Do you have to look at... the transfer structure are they just getting the transfers right or or is it just Graham Potter just being a very very good manager I think they're a very well run club as well aren't you you certainly look to some other clubs you know Everton and United to name two that are, that are not so well run at the minute but Brighton just soundly run I think that kind of filters through to, to everybody involved doesn't it yeah I mean West Ham three games no goals is it uh, crisis time not yet um, can Bizarre pro, uh, post-match interview, I thought, with uh, David Moyes. He came out and slammed his new signings, saying that they weren't uh, fit enough uh, and that they didn't put enough effort in, um, which is bizarre, really, because the, the striker that they'd signed uh, didn't even come on. He was on the bench. He scored midweek uh, against uh, in the Europa, Europa League, but then never brought him on, even though they were chasing a goal. And the, the lad that they did start in defence, uh, obviously gave away a penalty, didn't he? Um but it's Moyes who started him, so he must have seen something uh, in him to start him, and then to, to slam him afterwards, I thought it was bizarre on his debut. Yeah, it was. A, he did get caught out early. Um, I don't think he was up to the speed of the Prem, but I mean, yeah, with all the technology these days, they're going to know if they're fit enough before starting him in a big game. You would have thought so. Right, game, another, we had a great Super Sunday. I said on this podcast a week ago that Leeds would get something from Chelsea I didn't expect them to get a 3-0 win you were adamant Chelsea were going to win what went wrong? I don't know I watched, the, I watched all the game it was just a strange game I just Leeds were fantastic but Chelsea were awful I mean you know Tuchel came out after the game and said he was a better side but I don't really remember him having, having an attack where I, was, I thought they would get a goal I mean, I did think Leeds would struggle this season. I certainly thought they would get beat to the weekend. It looks as if I'm eating my words with them. I mean, I, I thought they would be bottom six this year. 
we have mentioned, or no, you mentioned at the start of the show, Rodrigo, but we also did tip up uh, Allenson as a differential. Uh, we put that on our socials a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, it wasn't the uh, cleanest of goals, but he, he still gets the points through. Yeah, in the in the in the preseason um, preview as well, we mentioned Jack Harrison, and he got the three bonus points at the weekend. Jack Harrison um, managed to get himself some attacking returns as well, and Newcastle have bid for him in the last few days, so. They're clearly after Newcastle, an attacking midfielder, either Harrison or Madison. Um, what do you think? Sorry, what do you, you think of Reese James in terms of FPL? I mean, if he carries on playing centre back, um, well, Kulabali got sent off didn't he, at the weekend, so they're at the weekend, so they're going to be down an, another defender. So he's going to play, isn't he, next week? Um, I think he's too expensive. I don't have him in my team. Um, but a lot of my defensive outlook uh, money has gone on Trent because I've still got Trent. I'd possibly give him another game week and then I'd be looking at getting rid, I think. Uh, but I think it wouldn't surprise me if he's one of the most transferred out players this weekend. Yeah, he, he heavily relies on Fofana. Um, if Fofana comes, then James will start playing right back again. But he's a wasted asset if you're spending six million on um, a centre back. He's just not going to get the returns. No. You know, we touched on Newcastle there making bids for, for Madison and, and Harrison etc but do they need him in a, and are Newcastle the best of the rest outside of that top six bracket on paper no but their performances suggest otherwise you look at the, some of the players that they start I mean Almiron jumps out at you um, Joe Linton I mean he, he's been a revelation since Harris come in signed as a, came in as a striker couldn't hit a barn door and maybe he's playing like a centre mid he looks like Patrick Vieira every week but you, there's others isn't there you know where Fabian Schier still started for him Dan Byrne who was you know signed from from Brighton and no disrespect to them but he you know he's not the greatest to sign you know Joe Willick still starts Almiron as you've mentioned you know and you look at some of the players that they bring in they brought off the bench the other day you know Sean Longstaff and Jacob Murphy but at the minute, they are the best of the rest. If not, the team that will break that monopoly at the top. Is that the way to play against City? To uh, you know, play them at their own game, press up upfield, take the game to them, attack them. Possibly, but I think since they've got Haaland, they, you, that was a lot of teams used to sit back on City, and there was only a couple of ways to beat City. But Haaland gives them a little bit of some extra, uh, and he was the one who really brought them back into the game when they went three-one down to it for me. Uh, the other talking point from the game, the Kieran Trippier red card. Now, what did you make of it? And then I've got a suggestion on how we fix it. Um, like I mean, it, it was never a red card. Um, I was, when I was watching it live, I was like, it's not a red card. Like it's, it's an orange kind of thing, isn't it? I mean, if you do it in ice hockey or I don't know rugby, maybe you get like a simbin for five or ten minutes. Then you, know I mean. Do you really want to be bringing them kind of things in? That was the question I was going to pose to you because that was, to me, it's a professional foul. He knows exactly what he's doing, but it's not a red, but it's more than a yellow. Would you welcome moving towards rugby wise and, and giving players a, a five, ten minute sim bin or an orange card or something, especially with the five subs that they get nowadays? It's so easy to just do a professional foul and then just whip your right back off and put the other right back on that you've got on the bench because you can make five subs. Is it getting too easy? to just foul, uh, foul players nowadays um, I don't know but how often do you see them kind of challenges I know you, they, 
there's professional fouls on the you know, halfway line. Um, Reece James, oh, Reece James brought down Son last weekend. Actually, I don't know if you remember, that was a kind of a similar challenge. If Son was breaking from a corner, it was going to be like a two-on-two, and he's just... It was. It was not aiming for the ball. It was just a trip. I mean, I don't know. For me, it's part and parcel of the game. What I was going to say about the city, I mean, Bernardo Silva transfer saga seems to be over a little bit now. He's, he's been dropped 0.2 mil, seven to six point eight. He start. He played for Man City player. He played thirty five games in the Premier last year. I think. Um, was one of. I didn't check De Bruyne, but certainly. Way more than the other midfielders. Would yeah. you, would you be tempted to bring him in? Possibly. Now it's died down on the transfer front. He's one of them who seems to survive the pet roulette uh, of transfer selections. Um, so potentially, yeah, I think so. Um, if he can, especially if he can continue with the form that he's got, it's a really entertaining week in the in the Premier League last week. Plenty of goals, a couple of surprise results. Um, we did fantastic though. Um, on the betting side of things, on the bankers and the trebles, uh, lots of returns on them. Hope you hope you got those. Uh, remember our trebles etc. are on our socials on at Footy Lads Chat. In the next part, we're going to look at our uh, teams for game week four. We're going to look at some transfers in and out, our captains, and some of those differentials. <laughs> Okay, as mentioned at the top of the show, our differentials heavily outperformed the official scout and we are ready to do it again this week out with James. So I've picked out three differentials for you. I'll start with uh, my first one and then we'll see if James has got anything else. My first one at a mighty ownership of 1% is Joel Veltman, uh, Brighton defender. He's got back-to-back clean sheets. He's played 90 minutes in every single game. Uh, he's got a good disciplinary record and Brighton's next fixtures are Leeds, Fulham, Leicester and Bournemouth and then Palace. So in those five coming up next, doesn't have anything that should be scaring him, especially with the, the defensive structure and form that Brighton have got. He's at 4.5 million, he's on the cheap side um, for a defender and he's at 1% ownership. Does he tempt you into the team? Uh, well, I think this is a, a first on the short period we've done it. He's my number one on my list. Uh, 1%, 4.5 million, Joel Veltman, uh, everything you've just said. Absolutely. And we don't even practice this as well. Do you want me to move on to my uh, my second one then and we'll see if we can uh, get, yeah, go for get another one? Um, my next um, uh, differential comes from Leeds. Have you got any from Leeds? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord, here we go. Uh, Pascal Stroik. Do you have him? No. No, okay, well, I'm going to give you why. He has an ownership of 0.2%. Strong start to the season for him. He got a clean sheet, obviously, against Chelsea, and then got an assist in the game beforehand against Southampton. He likes to get forward, uh, and Leeds have a nice run of games. They've got Brighton, Everton, Brentford, and Forest. Again, he's at 4.5 million. He is playing games. He has been subbed in uh, a couple of the fixtures however he is going past that 60 minute mark so he's still getting you the two points and clean sheet if they've got one at 60 minutes um, which is sometimes an advantage for a defender because they only need to keep a clean sheet till they get took off um, so you only need to keep a clean sheet for an hour instead of 90 minutes 0.2% uh, ownership that will go up uh, prior to the weekend who's your Leeds differential? 
Yeah, well, like you been mentioning, and we're both on the right lines. I mean, it's about longevity when you're picking players. It's not just about transferring them in for one week. You've touched, touched on it with Brighton. The next five games look good. Leeds, next four games look good. So that's why I started looking for Leeds. Uh, a few weeks ago, you tipped up Rodrigo at a very small percentage. I looked earlier, he's now on 20% ownership, and I'm guessing he's had price-wise after price-wise on that. Um, so I will... I did mention him the other week, but he's still only at 1.2%, uh, which is Abinson, uh, 5.5 mil. Uh, the value's gone on Rodrigo now. Um, so I'd certainly be looking at Abinson playing that right wing winger role with the next four games. Looks like he could bring in some attacking returns. Excellent, right. Well, my final differential um, is a bit of a controversial one, but I have picked out two defenders, so I wanted someone who's going to give me some attacking returns. Now, this person... If you look at his stats, he is a new signing into the Premier League. If you look at his stats for his former clubs, he isn't that much of a goal scorer. Um, however, I do think he does pose a bit of value. I thought he'd come into the game um, a little bit more expensive than he is. And I know our um, our Wolves friend, Craig, will enjoy this. But my third differential is Matthias Nunes. Uh, Matthias Nunes, even. The new £40 million signing from Sporting Lisbon. He started against Spurs... Wolves have got three kind fixtures coming up, really. They've got Newcastle at home, Bournemouth, and then Southampton. Five million is pretty cheap um, for a near £40 million player, in my opinion. Bruno Lage came out after the game uh, and told us in his interview that Nunes is in the starting lineup to stay. He told him that he's also told him to shoot on sight. It doesn't, if you look at his goal scoring record, he doesn't score too many. Uh, but he did score a 25-yard screamer for his uh, last appearance for Lisbon last week. He's got a 0.1% ownership. He looked lively at the weekend. Um, so if we know he's going to play, we know that they uh, they get in and around the box quite a lot. And it wouldn't surprise me if in the next few weeks he scores a thunderbolt. Yeah, again, I'm, I mean, we must be reading each other's minds. But the three teams I'd pull were Brighton, Leeds, Wolves. I wanted to look at them because of the fixtures. So I then was going through players who I liked. Uh, I didn't pick him, but I, I would. The, one of the other signings is Aguedes. Um He's only got 0.2% ownership at 6 mil. He started up front the other night. I don't think that's his position, but he did look lively. Uh, playing on the left hand side when Jimenez is back. I do think he has got good potential to get a few returns and, like you say, the next three games. The only thing with that is they just don't score any goals, Wolves. So I was actually looking at more of the defenders and all of them, all of Wolves' defenders who start um, are below 2% ownership. With the next three games, like they look good value. Uh, you've got Samedo, who's 5 mil. is 0.1%, would probably be your first choice. But if you haven't got... The extra 0.5 for him, then all the other three are under 2%, uh, all 4.5 mil. Yeah, interesting. I looked at the defence as well and probably would have picked out a third Wolves defender, but I just wanted an attacking player as a differential instead of going with three uh, defenders. You mentioned Guedes there. I only went for Nunes just because he was a million cheaper. Um, but again, Guedes is, is offers good value as well if you've got the money available. Any more uh, differentials you want to throw in there? I've got nothing really. I'll just <coughs> have you chosen your captain for next week. I have, yes. Um, I have gone back to pretty boring, um, and I've just gone up for Mo Salah. 
Yeah, I mean, me too. There's no uh, poises this week, is there? I mean, he, he just looks the obvious choice. Yeah, I think when Bournemouth went to went to City uh, a couple of weeks ago, they offered absolutely nothing, um, and th- that should be the same when uh, when they go to Anfield next week as well. You expect Salah to start. Um, Liverpool had a slow start, so I know I said this against uh, when, when they were due to play Palace that they probably should. Someone's due a whooping off them soon, and uh, if United don't get it tonight, then uh, and Bournemouth probably will get it next week. Okay, welcome to the betting section of the podcast. We're going to give you a treble each. Uh, we give you a banker, and I'm going to give you a bet, which, because I got Leeds right last week at, uh, at Chelsea, I feel like I should have another punt on something that's a bit higher. So mine won't be a banker, just something that I think is a good price at the minute. Uh, I'll start with my treble. Are you happy for me to go with that? Yeah, um, go for it. Obviously, supporting the team that are in League One, I tend to uh, pick out a couple of teams from lower divisions. So one leg of mine is not from the Premier League. Uh, my first... Um, selection in my treble is Arsenal who are on fire obviously they've uh, they've won every single game so far in the Premier League they're at home to Fulham they're at one to three still um, which I think is a is a bit of a banker home win I'm then going to go with Brentford over two and a half goals we've seen in the Brentford's last two games um, that uh, they've obviously put four past United and then had a five goal thriller with Leeds uh, Brentford over two and a half I know they're playing Everton who struggle for goals, but I think if there's a goal early in that, it, the game could really widen up. Um, they're evens for that to happen. And then the last selection in my treble is at Wrexham. I'm jumping down into the National League. With Wrexham, which are the late kickoff uh, on Saturday evening, it's at quarter past five. They're away to Woking. Obviously, Wrexham, big favourites to win that league. Uh, Woking have got one of the smallest budgets in the league, and Wrexham are 8 to 11 to beat Woking. So those three going together uh, get you 3.8 to 1. So just under 100 quid from your £20 bet. I've got a bit bigger odds this week for you. I know 7 to 1 treble minus. Uh, my first one, I'll go in with your National League. I, I tipped them at the start of the season to get promoted. Um, they've actually drew the last three games. A bit unfortunate, they played a couple of good teams, but... They're still a bit gelling, but the six to four, um, sorry, not County, the six to four away to Halifax at the weekend. Halifax have got one point from the first four games, and they haven't scored a goal. Um, like I say, Notts County will be up there. Wrexham should win the league, but I certainly expect Notts County to be second. And at six to four, I think that's going to look great value, uh, which would be much smaller odds later on in the season. That's the first part of it. My second part is a game that you mentioned, uh, Brentford. But instead of the goals, I'm actually going to just go for a Brentford uh, straight win. Uh, playing at home, I think it's a massive influence for them. Everton, not got many goals in them. Um, Brentford to do like attacking football. I just can't see them not scoring one, a, a couple of goals there. And Everton aren't going to get a couple of goals themselves. And leading on to the third match, I'm going to go for Man United and Southampton. I'm going to go for over 2.5 goals here. There's always goals when Southampton play. Uh, most of the games are both teams to score. Uh, both going to be attacking 
all out attack at the weekend. Uh, both will fancy to win it. Yeah, so there'll be goals in that. Uh, the treble pays seven to one there. Very nice, very nice. Um, right, what's your, what's your absolute banker of the weekend? Because you got your banker right. I got my banker incorrect last week. So what was yours? Oh, I got mine wrong. You got it right. I had lead. I had Chelsea. I did. Didn't oh, of course. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, my banker was right. You know, again. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. Um, so my banker is. I'm not sure you're going to like it, but it was just the, just the odds, to be honest. Um, and it's Man United away to Southampton. I mean, it's a bit difficult before tonight's uh, performance, so it might change a bit. But I think Southampton are a really poor side. Um, United tend to fare well at Southampton. And I just think uh, it's a big pitch. I think it just plays into United's hands there. It's it's not renowned for it. It's not like going to Brentford or Leeds. I mean, Southampton's not like got the best fans in the world. So if any Southampton fans are listening, but it, it doesn't scare you going to that ground. And, and even when United are this weekend, and um, I, just, I just think that's that's good value. Yeah. Um, well, obviously I got my banker right, but I'm going to. Uh, not go with a banker this week. I'm going to go with one that's a little bit out there, just like I went with uh, with Leeds to get some of Chelsea. Um, I'm going to go with West Ham to beat Aston Villa away. Um, you know, it's not a, a short price. They're uh, twelve to five, so they're pushing three to one. I just think Aston Villa are in a bit of trouble, and I think if uh, if they don't start well, I think the crowd will get on Gerrard's back, and I think West Ham can sneak in away win. So it's not a, it's not an absolute banker. It's not one that you know you you, you heavily invest on. But just as a, for a bit of value, I think uh, those odds are a little bit of an overreaction just to a, to a bad start to the season for West Ham. So there's a couple of uh, trebles there and some other little tidy bets that hopefully uh, will get you some winnings. Obviously, gamble responsibly. Only gamble what you can afford to lose. And if you need any help or assistance with your gambling, if you feel it's getting out of hand. Um, you can find information on our socials on at Footy Lads Chat. Right, I think that's about it for today's uh, podcast. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday. Please like and subscribe on your preferred uh, listening platform. Give us a shout out on our socials at Footy Lads Chat. Thanks for tuning in. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. Thank you and have a good week.